Welcome to the Kankle Fritz and Friends Podcast. And hey, it's Kankle Fritz. Here's some highlights from today's show. Don't leave a voicemail. Just text me instead. It's Kankle Fritz <laughs> and Friends with you on Family Life Radio. This conversation started with the fact that most people have had their voicemail for three over three years. Misty has the computer voice. Yeah. Because she doesn't want a voicemail. No. <laughs> which... Leaves us, discouragement. Which leaves us now to the conversation is, do you rather want a text message or a voicemail? Tammy's with us. How about yourself? I just think it's sometimes impersonal, the text. And maybe I'm old school, but I would much rather hear somebody's voice and hear what they have to say and kind of judge what kind of mood they're in because or how they're doing. Because sometimes text can come across different especially if, if you read them quickly you might miss something yeah uh you have to use a lot of emojis and things that create the emotions so that people will hopefully understand that you're joking right. or you're not or you know that you mean it a certain way and mm-hmm. especially if it's close family and friends i just want to hear their voice i just want to talk to them yeah well we're finding out misty doesn't want to hear anybody's voice <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's hilarious. We're talking about voicemail versus text message. Some people want a voicemail. They want to hear someone, or they'd rather have a call than a texting conversation. And just want to know what you think about that. Misty is, uh-uh, just text me. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> How about yourself? I know it's 2022 and we should be texting. But the thing about that is you don't really know how a person is feeling. And sometimes just hearing a person's voice, you can make their day or you could know that they're not feeling too happy. So that's why I think phone calls are important. I think it can really make somebody feel good when you give them a call. Because you know how they feel through their voice more so than just putting it through on a text. So I think we still need to do both. Yeah. You know what I'm realizing is this all boils down to what you want personally. Because you want to hear someone's voice. You want to hear the emotion. Misty doesn't want that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Right. Oh, I guess it is personal preference, yeah. You'll know how I feel when I send you to voicemail. So we can tell who on this call is focused on others and not themselves. Oh, snap, snap, snap. Right. I mean, that's very true. Kind of whether you really want to know on how somebody's feeling. But I just... Misty just doesn't care. (laughs) Nope, you don't care at all, do you? (laughs) Misty's the meanie. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. A text message versus a phone call or a voicemail. That's what we're talking about this morning. Misty is like, nope, send me a text message. (laughs) Not interested in calling. And uh, if you call me going to go to voicemail, right? Uh, yes. You're not going to pick it up, are you? I love you, but no. <laughs> no. All right. You know, we're just helping each other communicate. And Misty, you feel bad because no one's been on your side so far. No. <sighs> Family Life Radio. I'm with Misty. <laughs> Finally. Oh. Yeah, I'm with Misty. There's only certain calls I take and then any other call that comes through, if they don't leave a message, I text back and say, what you need? I am so happy to have somebody on my side. Definitely. I'm right there with you. If you're having a problem, then you can tell me through text. And then if I feel like we need to talk, then I'll call you. I like that. <laughs> if I feel like we need to talk. <laughs> and according to Misty, that's never. <gasps> oh!
<laughs> there are times I will. I mean, I mean, if it's if if somebody really needs me, then yes, I I will. But if it's just like you're just feeling chatty and you want to tell me about your day. I would prefer that you text me. For example, I have a friend who, when she gets on the phone, it is a two-hour conversation. So if I can, no offense if you're listening, my friend, if I can send her to voicemail, I'm, I that's two hours of my life. I love her, but oh my goodness. Yeah, my, my stepmom is the same way. Yeah. It's unfortunate that you can't have the rules of engagement out front. Like if you could freely tell her, hey, can we talk for half an hour? Uh, but that would probably hurt her feelings, Yes, right? and she shames me for not wanting to talk longer. Like, she'll make me feel bad about it. Oh. And so, yeah, um, it's it's totally like you were mentioning. It's a difference of personalities. She'll talk, and, and she'll say, man, I wish we could talk longer. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> Ready to get successful on your job, at your work, at church, wherever you are. We have Tim Sure with us. He's been in leadership at Apple, Tom's Shoes. He's a Christian author now, written this book, The Secret Society of Success. So, Tim, you, you know, the, the subtitle of your book, Stop Chasing the Spotlight and Learn to Enjoy Your Work and Life Again. And isn't that true? I think we all look at success as something that's big, something that's huge, something that is in the spotlight. That's not necessarily the case, is it? There's somebody I've been very inspired by in thinking about all of this, and it's somebody that most people have never heard of. He's a secret, but he is remarkable. And a lot of people know Apollo 11, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Right. But people don't know, Michael Collins is the guy who Ubers Neil and Buzz to the moon. He drops them off. They do all the various tasks they have to do on the moon's surface while he actually stays back in the command module, orbits the moon something like 26 times until those guys are ready to be picked up and brought back to Earth. And what I love about Michael and his approach is when he sits down with the press, he talks about how content he was to have had one of those seats. It would have been so easy for him to try to play the victim and say something like, it sure would have been nice to actually walk on the moon, but he doesn't do that. Yeah, because he just sat there and watched his pals doing it. You know, he didn't get to. But what's amazing is he found contentment playing his role. And I think for so many of us, the definition of success that culture is handing to us, the thing that we are being bombarded with is to be successful, you have to step into the spotlight climb the ladder, be the boss, chase whatever version of success that has been dangled in front of you in your career. But I just wanted to ask, do we have to walk on the moon to be happy? Mm. So if it's not money, fame, and power, what is it? And I think that I'm learning that it doesn't necessarily have to look like us being the one that everyone has heard of, our, you know, our name in lights. That's not a prerequisite to having a successful, and impactful career. Hey everyone, this is Jordan St. Cyr. By supporting Family Life Radio, you are supporting the artists who make the music you love. You are the reason behind what we do. Thank you. Thank you for making hope possible. You can give safely and simply at myflr.org. We gotta hear your good news. Give us a call right now, 888-888-9976. 
Allison's with us. What's going on with you? Yeah, I just wanted to let you know my husband and I just got back from a trip down the Pacific Coast Highway with our trailer. Oh, yeah, out in California. We had a few hiccups on our trip. Somebody broke into our truck and stole my husband's beloved backpack that he's had for like 30 years. Oh, no. Yeah. As I said to my husband, I said, be thankful that we weren't there because we could have been injured. Mm. Or attack, and the way I look at them, I, they didn't get anything of value except personal items. And it was funny because there's a song that I live by that I heard after I had my open heart surgery two years ago, and I had struggled and struggled with all kinds of medical issues after the heart surgery. When I first found you, I was listening and a song that I don't know what the title is, but it was "No More Shackles on My Feet" was the song. Yeah, that sounds like Maddie Mullins' "No Hold on Me." So. So that is my mantra, as I would put it, because every time something like this happens, I fall on my knees and I'm like, there's no shackles on my feet because God's got me. He's got me. And here's what's funny. The camera was laying on the front seat and they didn't even take that. Well, that's wow. weird. Mm. Well, you know, your reaction is is noble and it's it's smart. The Bible says to count our blessings. And when you do that, it negates yep. the negativity in your life. It's like, thank you, God, for what you have done. I'm going to focus on that instead of the bad situation. Yeah, January 1 of this year, after two years of struggling with all these medical issues from my open heart surgery, by the way, the heart is working great. Praise God, man. Praise God. Woohoo! <laughs> that is great news. The secret society of success. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's Kankle Fritz and Friends with you on Family Life Radio. We've been talking with Tim Schur. He's written this book. Uh, Secret Society of Success. Stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again. Uh, Tim was uh, has worked at Apple, Tom's Shoes, in leadership, and now he's written this uh, this Christian business book. What do you think God's ultimate view of success is, and how does that play into what you're talking about here? So, if there's a common denominator. A key characteristic of every single person in the secret society, it's this foundation of serving others. Mm. The thing that we're talking about is serving others, thinking less about ourselves and maybe thinking more about other people. Where did we learn that from? Right, yeah. <laughs> so how do I think God looks at success? I think if you ask God to fill in the blank, I don't know if this is, this feels dangerous for me to start to answer for God, but I think that he would probably be happy with an answer like success is serving others. It sure seems that way all throughout the Bible. If that's the goal, if that's the model that we all should follow, how can we orient ourselves and our lives in that way? And, you know, I love this quote. It's really been a North Star for me. It's by this guy, Albert Schweitzer. And he says, I don't know what your destiny will be. Perhaps some of you will occupy remarkable positions. Perhaps some of you will become famous, but I know one thing. The only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to search. This is the secret society of success. The book <laughs> is uh, written by Tim Schur. Stop chasing the spotlight. Learn to enjoy your work and life again in this secret society of success. Uh, we've got Tim with us this morning. Tim spent some time in leadership at Apple, Tom's Shoes, and now he's a Christian author. And, you know, you talk about, Tim, you know, most of us, we walk in the room and go, all right, who is here to talk to me? But instead, you're saying we should walk in the room and go, who am I here for? That's right. Because of this consumerism world that we live in, we are exposed to 
5,000 commercial messages a day. Whether you're scrolling on social media, driving down the highway, if you actually start to pay attention to it, you will be shocked at how many billboards and messages that you are seeing. And so every single one of these messages is trying to get us to buy something. And so as consumers, we're trained to think, how will this make my life better? Our mindset is always in that buyer mode. But that what's in it for me kind of approach, if that starts to make its way into other parts of our lives, can, can lead us down a pretty destructive path. If we want to find our purpose, live lives that are meaningful and that matter, we have to ask ourselves different questions. The question we should ask is this, who am I here for? And what I love about that question is it still allows us to show up and do our thing, bring our skills, our talents, our abilities, but we bring all of that to the table for the sake of somebody else, helping someone else win. And I think if we were in that headspace a little bit more often, we'd be a lot more fulfilled and content doing our part when it's not so much about us, we're just serving other people. I've got joy down in my soul. I'm gonna let this feeling take control. Joy. It's time for that joy report. So what is bringing you joy? Why don't you call us right now at 888-888-9976. Holly is with us. Tell us what's going on. Okay, my husband and I are from Florida. My husband worked at the same job for 21 years, and they gave them a less than 30-day notice that they were closing the doors on the company. Ooh. And we had five mouths to feed and a lot of bills, and God just kept telling me that he was going to take me as far down as I could go to show me that he has my hands no matter where I am. And my husband was offered a job and here in Georgia for more money, more benefits. <laughs> and I just can't thank the Lord enough. Wow, that's that's awesome. He's had us in his hands the whole time, just like he kept telling me. Yeah. Not to doubt him that he was there. And I just thank him this morning. Absolutely. He's there for everyone every morning. We just have to realize it and let him take control. Yep. Mm. Control is a hard thing for some people. Yeah. Giving that up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I, mean, I think if we're really honest with ourselves, what do we really control? Mm. Nothing. Not a whole lot. <laughs> the secret society of success. I kind of like this because I like spy stuff. It's Kankle Fritz and Friends with you on Family Life Radio. Although secret society is sort of like a, a you know, some sort of uh, a theory out there. I love that. Anyhow, we've got uh, Tim Sure wrote this book. It's called uh, Stop Chasing the Spotlight, Learn to Enjoy Your Work and Life Again, The Secret Society to Success. How do we take all of this knowledge and turn it into contentment at work? What do we do? Yeah, so there's a concert that I was at in the first song, lead singers playing guitar, singing center stage. Song number two, he jumps back to a piano, which moves him a little bit further back on the stage. And for a minute, the spotlight guy lost him. I mean, just totally, he's doing figure eights on the stage. Everyone knew the spotlight guy was lost. Isn't it interesting that if that guy running the spotlight is doing his job with excellence, he becomes invisible. Mm. And I think so many people feel invisible because they're not recognized for the work that they do. And so what they do in response is they start demanding attention. They start to do the thing that they've seen other people do that has gotten them, you know, the, the raise of the promotion is they just talk about themselves all the time. The, the, but the other is 
What if we actually just started to fall in love with the work, whether or not we got the credit or the recognition that we felt like we deserve? What if we truly got content with that? Uh, I think if we do those two things, we're going to be in a better headspace. Mm. I can't control if you're going to get the raise, but I think your happiness is in the balance here, right? And that matters too. That actually matters a whole lot. Hey, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to learn more about The Morning Show or get in touch with us, you can head to myflr.org. Thanks for listening to the Kinkle Fritz and Friends podcast. We would appreciate it so much if you could rate, review, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. You can also find more exclusive content at myflr.org and FL our mornings on both Facebook and Instagram. And if you support Family Life Radio, thank you.